into the contest. It's Wednesday, the 16th of June. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert, joined by Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? I'm doing great, Timmy. I'm uh, I'm recovering from a beautiful weekend up at Oberon and uh, trying to get back on the health kick, mate, after a, a weekend of uh, plenty of good food and lots of red wine, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's letting the body be treated like a rambling homestead <laughs> and coming back and we need to get back to that focus of keeping the body a temple. You have your opportunity to win here on Afternoon Sport. If you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you will go into the running for a signed Wanderers soccer ball and that is from Spartan. It's a beautiful piece, so follow us, Afternoon Sport, on Twitter or Facebook. Today, huge show. AFL legend Tony Shaw joins us. Collingwood got a win on Monday. Can't wait to speak to him. And what about Dan Christian at the age of 38? He's doing some amazing things in the world of cricket. He's with us as well. Look, again, Shane, we've seen Tim Payne come out. I mean, he's got to answer the questions when they are asked by the journalists, but they've they've come at him again and said, look, what's the story with Justin Langer? Is there a problem in the sheds? And he's come out, no, we're fine. It's 100% fine. I've covered this game for a while. You played it at the highest level. It doesn't look fine to me. Well, it's clearly not fine if the captain has to come out and defend the coach. Um, I can see what Tim Payne is trying to do. He's trying to be... That the leader and, and above everything else and say, come on, guys, let's get on with the game. But clearly there is a divide there and, and Justin feels the pressure. But, um, yeah, maybe he's just towing the company line as well, old Tim Payne. It's probably going to be his last Ashes series. Well, definitely his last Ashes series, but probably his last series as captain. So he probably wants all this to subside. Hopefully they win the Ashes. The Poms aren't playing that well at the moment. So, uh, yeah, but whenever the coach is being mentioned, like Collingwood, we've been talking about Nathan Buckley now for weeks, the team doesn't do that well. So... Maybe you need to take the focus off Justin Langer and focus on the Ashes. But, but just quickly looking at him, Justin Langer as a player, he was intense, you know, with the baggy green, extraordinary opening batsman. And, and he's an intense kind of guy when it comes to sport and the way that he applies his trade. Does he need to relax? Does he need to realise that he is the mentor now and can't get out there and score runs or take a, a catch? Or, or, or you know, it, It's a very different mentality as a coach. It is, it is, mate. But I've known Justin Langer since uh, he was the assistant coach to Rod Marsh at the Career Academy in 1994, and he's always been the same. You are not going to change Justin Langer. He sits there, he looks straight through you, and you think, what is he thinking? He's an intense guy. Um, he's a tough little character. And as you said, it was easy for him just to go out and bat and take on the opposition. But as a coach, you have a very different role. And there would be a few players I know sitting in that change room when Justin Langer walks up to him. They would not know where they stand. Um, they would be frightened, and um, and he's really intense. But, look, he demands excellence, and, and I, I appreciate that. And I think he's the right guy for the job. Yeah, I don't know if he is. I, I really don't know long term. Um, with this generation of players and the way that they operate, we'll have to watch this space with interest. But an absolute sporting legend, well, Justin Langer is as well. Tony Shaw, of course, Premiership captain for Collingwood in 1990. He's coming up next on Afternoon Sport. Chips a cake, walk for the good old Collingwood. 
It's an absolute delight to have one of the absolute legends of Collingwood on afternoon sport, Tony Shaw, Premiership Captain, 1990. How are you, Tony? Chaps, yeah, great. Tony, it was great to hear those words on Monday, good old Collingwood forever. We haven't heard much of it this year, but it was a, a great win over Melbourne, wasn't it? Yeah, look, they um, probably played uh, oh, at least uh, three quarters of the game, which they haven't done for a long period of time. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the occasion, of course, with Nathan uh, finishing up at the club, it was uh, fantastic, quite emotional really after the game, having known him for a long time. So we uh, now start a new era. That's one thing that gets lost sometimes, isn't it, when there's so much drama in and around a club and a decision. People forget the, the legend status of someone like Nathan Buckley, the length of time that he's been there as a coach, his status as a player as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, <laughs> it just seems to roll over, doesn't it? Um, you know, what was it, nearly 30 years. So mm. um, to be involved in a club for that period of time, it's interesting that, you know, over a 30-year period, you see a lot of assistant coaches now go, you know, to other clubs for a couple of years each and then, then come back to coach their old club. But to stay at your club and be an assistant uh, under Mick Mollyhouse and then take over after such an illustrious uh, playing career is... Yeah, it's a massive. Look, he's a he's a giant figure in the history of the Collingwood Footy Club. He's and he's a he's a massive figure in the AFL uh, history too. Yeah, that's for sure, mate. He's, he's definitely a winner. But um, it's amazing when uh, I suppose the players know that um, his tenure is coming to an end. It's amazing when the the pressure sort of released. Um, how they play differently. It happens a lot in sport. Yeah. Um, look, look. They, they so me. I've been a bit critical of their their sort of style and. Um, you know, they said they went quick for a period of time and it didn't suit them, then they went slow and that sort of suits them more, but they still weren't winning. So, yeah, there's that question, isn't there, about what it's about. But I thought he coached well and, and, the, and the staff, coaching staff, um, organised themselves well for the day. I think, um, you know, I think watching it, you, you know, in the last couple of weeks where Melbourne have been, uh, you know, probably premiership favourites, but mm. they've started slow and got across the line last, you know, two weeks prior with uh, against good opposition. But they just couldn't do it. You can't get going to the well all the time, I think, um, you know, thinking that it's going to just uh, – your style's going to work when you want it. And and I think, um, you know, it took them three quarters to get going, Melbourne. But uh, Collingwood still, you know, stuck to their uh, guns about how, they, you know, controlling the ball from the back half. And then, you know, they, they moved the ball pretty quickly through the midfield once they got there. So mm. that can find out, Melbourne. They love the zone off a lot. So, you know, they've they got their own worries. But we're looking to Collingwood's future, which I think – yeah, you know, we saw some great things um, on the on the weekend. Just from, I think we had six or six of the seven debutants we played this year. So that's pretty young side, and still got it done. Yeah, well, look, it could have been so different uh, if uh, you know one moment went the other way in 2018. They went so close, to, of course, to that flag, that premiership, and who knows what would have changed or how the direction may have gone after that. But it didn't happen. And in sporting reporting, it's uh, fish and chip shop paper once it's done. But how difficult has it been to watch the fracturing of the club? Because it's, it's happened in the boardroom and on the field. It's been in the headlines on the front pages rather than the back for, for all the wrong reasons for quite some time time this year? Yeah, look, it has been horrible in a, in a lot of ways. You know, the, the salary cap stuff before the season. Yeah, we've had the uh, Do Better report. Uh, yeah, so we've been in the news the whole year and that, that probably, in a way, that doesn't get down a coach, but it's it just the whole 
organisation seems to be under pressure all the time, and then of course the uh, the board challenge. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been I haven't been happy with it. And, you know, you, it's an amazing thing. Like you said, you went back to 2018. Someone asked me the other day, and I said, look, if, if they had won that premiership in 2018, Eddie Maguire is still president. The co- the board's still in place. The coach has probably got another two to three years because he's deserved it. Um, you know, you, things do change. It's an, it's an amazing, it's a brutal industry, our industry. And you've got to also remember, you know, we played finals three, the last three years. So it's not disastrous other than what's happened uh, in a in 11-game period uh, this season. Um, you know, got to remember coming off uh, the hubs last year with COVID and um, so a lot of sides struggled, but um, we still made finals. So our yeah, memories are short. We get impatient. Um, but look, they've come to a mutual agreement about how to get this done. I thought that's one thing I was proud of over the whole year, which has been a bit of a debacle, was that how they organised it from uh, management level to Nathan and and you know with Graham Wright being involved there and Mark Anderson, I think you got two people who are pretty capable. So um, yeah, at least that was one positive out of the year. And then of course the Melbourne win. So that was another mm. positive. Tony, um, uh, being a premiership captain and. And being part of Collingwood, which is a massive club, and people love to hate Collingwood. What's it like when you walk down the street in Melbourne, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you a funny story. I was um, took my kids uh, a long time ago down uh, to Disneyland, and uh, we were lining up outside Disneyland, and I heard this uh, bloke go, um, "Go to the pies!" And I turned around. He was a bloke in a Collingwood jumper in the line, and it was also a bloke with a Carlton jumper next to him. Oh. And, yeah, so I just thought, how big is this? You know, how big is this that, uh, you know, the, our game is all around the world at the moment and probably not to that level, you know, like, I'm, you know, everybody says we spend a lot of money overseas. I don't know if it's working, but we probably should be spending, <laughs> we should be spending a lot more locally because we've got problems there. But, um, yeah, so that's how big the club is. But, no, look, I, I love it. You, you, you know, you, it could have been the other way. You know, people, mm. you know, when I started my career, I didn't think I was going to last long, but when, when it happens, it happens and, um, at the end of it, you uh, people say, "Do you still sign autographs?" I said, "Well, look, when they don't ask you, you know, you're gone then, don't you? You know, so <laughs> you got to look at it both ways." <laughs> Tony, going back to 1990, it was just the year, wasn't it? It was an extraordinary season for you and the footy club. You know, you were skipper, Norm Smith medalist. How do you reflect now? Of course, it's some time down down the road. We're going back three decades, but. Colin was only won one premiership since. What was it like? Oh, she was, uh, you know, we hadn't won one for three decades. So um, to win it on that day. But I think, um, yeah, the one thing that comes from it, you, I played in two losing grand finals in my first three years at Collingwood. So, um, you know, you think nine years later you get an opportunity. It doesn't come up, come up very often. So for that to occur um, was just amazing in itself. But, look, we had a group of players who, um, eclectic sort of group, no doubt about that. But, um, you know, we, we were tough. Um, we were very close. But we trained hard too. We had a group mm. who – and, look, we had ability. They said, Colin, you know, a lot of people say it wasn't the greatest side ever to win a premiership. But, uh, you know, in our last eight uh, – sorry, last three games after the draw against West Coast, uh, we, broke, mm. we broke club records in, in pressure sort of uh, indications, if you want to say. Really, it was just tackling. But we broke um, records in tackling the three games in a row. So our pressure was enormous. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it was a massive time for the club. Um, you think that you're going to go to the well fairly quickly. Um, of course, we lost Darren Malone the next year and and it sort of uh, it did hit the club, um, I thought. And, and 
you know, I thought if we had Darren Mullane in 91, I, I, you know, uh, sorry, 92, we probably could have won the premiership again. We had another good group. So, anyway, that's what it is. But, yeah, it was massive and we needed it. Um, takes the pressure off the back for a while, of a monkey off the back, and and, and you move <laughs> on. But, yeah, but the good good times and, and those blokes now have got a point, place in my heart. Uh, as, as as Lee Matthews and everybody who was involved in that year, um, but you still got, you know. And the great thing I said the other day, I know a lot. Of, I played in three different eras at Collingwood, so a lot of players came and went, and, mm. and um, they they didn't experience that feeling of that win. Um, and great champions of the club, and and they're just so good people. They're not well. They could be bitter inside, but they never show it. You know, and mm. uh, we're a very close unit as in the past players and all that. So. Um, yeah, but it was a great memory, no doubt. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think the one overriding thing, having watched the last 18 months, is that when footy stopped and, and we had no sport there for a, a short time, it was like they drained our country of oxygen. Thank you to the the gods that we're back uh, and playing, and, and hopefully you guys in Melbourne have, have faced your last lockdown. Tony, thanks so much for coming on Afternoon Sport. We really appreciate it. Good on you, Tony. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries. Any time, chaps, you know that. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, the boys can keep winning after the bye and we'll see what happens. Coming up on Afternoon Sport at the age of 38, selected in the Australian cricket team, we're going to talk to Dan Christian, who's in isolation. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. He would have to be one of the best 2020 cricketers in the world. And, of course, he has excelled at every level. Dan Christian is joining us right now on Afternoon Sport. How are you, Dan? Hey, gents. Thanks for having me. Hey, Dan, we'll start off. You're just saying off air, mate. Um, you're on your way to Knotts to play in the county championship. And you got a call from George Bailey saying, come back. You're on the West Indies tour, mate. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It was a, uh, it was a nice surprise. Um, the whole last the last few months have been a bit of a whirlwind. Uh was over in in Pakistan playing the PSL, then that got called off. Uh, so, but instead of coming home and doing quarantine, I I waited in Dubai and did some training. Then the IPL, exact same thing happened in the IPL, mm. um, and then went to ended up going to the Maldives for a few days with those guys, and then had to get to Bahrain to get to get out of Bahrain and be able to get into England. Finally, got into England and and got settled, and then. Got the call from George Bailey to come home. It's not a bad. It's not a bad carrot to get you back, though, is it? No, exactly right. I, I couldn't. Uh, I wasn't going to knock back an opportunity like that, particularly at thirty-eight. Well, that, I was just going to mention that, Dan. 30, 38 years of age. You must be a very proud to still be playing and competing at the level you, you're competing at. Um, but I, I looked over your stats tonight. I think you've played for something like seventeen different franchises. It's it's the way of the modern cricketer, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. It's um, when you get to sort of this age, you, you tend to take take whatever opportunity you get. I'm still loving playing, uh, particularly 2020. I really enjoy the 2020 stuff, and it's uh, yeah. I suppose it's just it's like I say, it's it's given me those opportunities to to keep playing and 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 to keep travelling around the world, and I'm I'm really enjoying it, enjoying enjoying trying to win whatever competition I'm playing in, and um, yeah, the teams I'm playing in seem to. Seem to do okay, so um, I keep getting opportunities, so it's nice. 
you've had quite a bit of time to be contemplative. You've been in isolation a fair bit the past few months. But do you do you pinch yourself when you think about it? I know how proud you are of your Indigenous heritage and you're a country boy, you're schooled at St Gregory's. Uh, to be where you are now uh, from where it all began? Yeah, it is probably times like this when you're in quarantine and, and you, you haven't, you're doing a bit of, you're twiddling your thumbs a bit. They're the kind of times that I guess you sit back and, and think about what you've what you've achieved and and what you've done uh particularly just recently having been picked for australia again uh first time in four years and even that time was only that was only one game that i played and before that it was it was six or seven years before that so um yeah it's 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 great to get those opportunities again and and as i say it, it it helps you helps you sit back and, and think about what you've been able to achieve and it is it is one of the nice things about that is i, I feel like i'm Playing better now than when I had those opportunities. So to to get that chance again, it's um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Dan, I feel like I know you really well. I know I've met you a few times over the years, but we've got a mutual friend in Brett Erickson who lives around the corner, and he always tells his wife he's going out to uh, for a walk to, to do some exercise, but he comes around for a beer. But um, he always fills me in what's going on in Dan Christian's life, which is really good. But oh, I want to ask you up front, mate, um, um, the Ashes series, which is coming up, which I think is a massive um, series for Australia. Um, a, a, how do you think it will go? And um, do you think we'll, we'll knock the palms off? They're having some trouble at the moment against New Zealand. They are look to be. They look like they're having a bit of trouble. It's um, mm. that's a pretty strong team that New Zealand team, particularly uh, particularly over there. I think they've got a fantastic bowling lineup that that New Zealand side. Uh, and it's probably they've they've highlighted. I think the the uh, I suppose the lack of experience in that England in that England batting lineup. Apart from Joe Root, there's there aren't many guys there that have played that much played that much Test cricket. Uh, mm. I know they're missing Ben Stokes, uh, Josh Butler, um, and Johnny Bairstow has been in and around there a bit the last couple of years. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the Aussies will be probably be too strong out here with, um, yeah, our fast bowling attack. I think it's it's the best in the world. I think comfortably, and that's not really a biased opinion. That's that's mm. just the way it is. Uh, and then you throw in Nathan Lyon and how well he's been going as well. It's um, I think they'll be really hard to beat. So what happens next? Uh, you finish this quarantine, and uh, when's the West Indies tour start? And what are the, what what what's composing uh, the West Indian tour this time? Uh, so I've got another got another eight days here in quarantine, then then out and up to Brisbane for a camp for a three for three or four days, and then and then and then we're off. So they haven't finalised that um, that squad yet. They they need to trim that squad a bit, but um, so hopefully I'll hopefully I'll be a part of that. Um, and then yeah, off we go, and then we're off to the West Indies for, I think it's, I think it's about a week before the first game. Then we've got five twenty twenties, three ODIs, uh, then straight to Bangladesh for for five more T20. So it's a it's a pretty busy busy trip. Have, have you toured the West Indies before, Dan? I have, yeah. I, uh, a good place. A couple of times. I, I went. My first my first Australian tour actually was a it was a twenty twenty World Cup there in two thousand and ten. Mm. That we narrowly narrowly lost that that final. So um, yeah, looking forward to getting back there. It'll be a bit different this year with, with COVID restrictions and stuff, but um, sure, it should sure, still yeah. be good fun. Oh, you'll have a great time. And I tell you what, if there was a if there was any ranking of who's been in quarantine the longest, you'd almost be top of the world. I think <laughs> right at the moment. Dan, uh, great to chat to you uh, as always, and uh, go get them, mate. Congratulations, with what you're achieving at this age and have done for so many years. Enjoy the West Indies. Thanks, Jens. Cheers. Thanks for having me. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to Tony Shaw and to Dan Christian. And thank you to Spartan Sports, Shane. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And speaking of some kind of wonderful, our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow for our daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.